This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Anatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, what do I call you? Mr. Death? Death? Boss? Not yet. I'm Kevin. You will see this old man who looks similar to what Mithran used to look like, but about 15 years older. And you will see that his entire hand is just basically one giant vambrace, all just armored to, like, the nth degree. But he looks you right in the eye and he says, Well met. I'm Gloria. First, let me introduce myself. I'm Carl. And I'm Tinsy, the despotic DM of Death Before Dishonor, naturally dashing ahead with all sorts of freeform creative ideas on the fly. Well, hello, and this is not Genesee. This is Death to Fortis Honor, a very much not weekly podcast, even though we wish we were. This is episode 197, and the usual introductions can take place now. I'm Eric. I'm Florian. And I'm Tinsian, but not really. But mm. for today, I'm Tinsian. Ha ha ha. This is June 16th, 2017, episode 197. And in our last episode, because I'm going to throw it to myself, the party fought their way uh, valiantly to the entrance to the mine in their middle of town, where they encountered, thanks to Carl's quick reflexes deputy dog dressed as uh one of the assassins with the final being the retort of i knew it was you from florian with that and because it makes more sense carl you are a go all right before i get into character i just uh, happened to grab the perfect device to get us all into character, especially san uh, to transform Janice into sanitary. Wait. <laughs> Magical! <laughs> all right. <laughs> you just happen to have a xylophone sitting around on your desk. Yeah. That's amazing. Your life that's is up. amazing, Carl. That's it. We've had a lot of firsts, but that's the first time I've actually ever heard a xylophone on this podcast. So... <laughs> 25,000 right. xylophone experience to Carl. Too bad you can only use it on a music skill. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, after this short outburst... <laughs> oh no, I think it was, wasn't really in character last time. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, as far as I know, uh, Carl just tackle deputy doctor the crown so what he'll do is stand up again and um, if it's at all possible he just grab um, uh, grab a deputy dog with one leg and put him uh, uh, take him up lift him up by a leg probably at arm's length and asks so uh Miss Santari, Mr. Cesar, what are we going to do with them? Okay. Santari? Well, 
despite the fact that he is the mayor, Xanatar is kind of interested in this whole... Uh, uh, mayor? No. Well, okay, you're the a mayor. You. He's a deputized mayor. Um, she's kind of interested in this whole Cesar told them to do it scenario, which they had this kind of perpetrated thing. So um, she's going to come up and just kind of cuff him lightly on the side of his face and, you know, say, why did you do this? Who put you up to this? How Cesar involved? What are you doing? Okay. Cesar? I'm not involved. This, this, it's all been him. This cur. Let's... Okay. Aha, uh-huh, dog jokes. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Um, um, all this jostling around on Deputy Dog has caused um, two objects to fall from the inside of his tunic onto the ground. One is bright red. One is bright green. <laughs> what do we have here? Yeah. Says so we'll pick one up. Um, well... Sarah's doing so, uh, Carol will shake Deputy Doc some more to see if more things fall out. Yeah. Get all the primary colors, Carl. All of them. Um, two black things fall out. And, um, Cesar, roll your perception check. Six plus nineteen, twenty-five. Um, these are mechanical and ticking. Oh. Um. Um. These. These are. These are ticking. Uh. He would like to throw the one he picked up down into the mine. Okay. Um. While we do that, Carl. You. You. You have cuffed. You have heard. It's ticking. You're still holding on to him and shaking him like a loot pinata. So if there's still one of those ticking objects on the ground, uh, Carl will uh, put Deputy Doc's face to it and ask him, So, uh, Mr. Doc, what's this? Um, okay. Deputy Dog looks quite panicked for a moment, um, but then shouts out in sort of this gargled scream, For the glory of Caesar! Wow. Well, I can't argue with that. Oh. (laughs) Cesar's right here. She's going to yell at him. This is Cesar. Why are you doing this? May the Empire live long. I don't know what that means. Um, By the way, it looks like there's some sort of book starting to jostle out of his tunic. This is all happening extremely fast, but there's that as well. Uh, Sanitari? You have okay, cuffed him. So, You've got yes. a nonsensical answer. There's stuff on the ground. Uh, Cesar proves that he's got major league major league pitching skills. <laughs> yes. And so, that Carl can be a little sadistic. Okay, so he's thrown one of the boxes. So what color did he throw? Um, you threw the green? Okay. Okay, so we still have red, and that's ticking? Um, they're all ticking. Everything, the two black ones and the and the red one. Yes. The book. 
Mm, is the book ticking? No, the book isn't ticking. <laughs> okay, she's going to pick up the book and then throw the one of the little black boxes up in the air and hit it with a book as though it was a baseball bat back into the mine to try to get it as far back there as possible. Okay. And um, I think maybe then start to drag this guy and kind of push Carl like away up towards the surface more because we're trying to get away from the ticking okay. and I don't know that there's time to hit all of them. Okay, because you, you are at the surface, so you're up top at the, at the mouth of the mine. Yeah, um, but how, not, I mean, is it like a straight down shot at the mine that I can throw this down or is it just really going to go three feet? Like, no, 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 how if you, if you want to bat at it, I'm going to make you roll for it, but if you want to bat at it, go right ahead with the book. Okay. But they're, you know, they're cylindrical objects. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I want to get them down into the mine, or as many as I can, I guess, if we're not able to run further away. Okay, um, you'll be able to get one down. Okay, well, um, then I will try for one. Above um, or below 10? Uh, below. Okay. Um, Cesar, would you roll, please? I, I would. 20. <laughs> the one time! Hmm. All right. Um, well, you have a critical success, so you get to dramatically share with the entire listening populace of three viewers currently, uh, Mm -hmm. what it is and how you do it in proper John Woo, John Wick, Maggie Chang, whatever her name is. (laughs) Maggie (laughs) Chang. Okay. All right. So picking up one of the black objects would you say is spherical Mm -hmm. um she's gonna throw it up in the air and hit it with a book and it will fly far down into the mine you can hear it kind of rolling continuously rolling in the meantime when she did that she's gonna accidentally stumble on the i guess red object and kind of fall backwards and as she's doing that she's gonna end up kicking it with the back of her heel so it falls down towards the mine as well and when she hits the ground in a perfect sidefall, uh, her the side of her knife hand basically is going to also scrabble to the side, you know, trying to catch herself and kind of slide into the other objects, which will eventually roll in that direction as well. So she'll hit the ground and knock her head and kind of stand up and look around, dust herself off and just kind of pretend like it was all intentional to get every single one of them down that way and just kind of, you know cross her arms and give like a satisfied nod as though it was all part of a big plan. Xanatari, you just proceeded to move like roughly at super cyborg speed, so I'm not sure actually what Cesar and Carl would have caught in that other than kind of this very slapstick looking maneuver, but you do manage to get um those objects down to the mine. With the following round starting, there are a couple of explosions, and shortly after, some gas starts seeping out of the mine. Okay, so we're assuming that all of these objects are explosive devices, whether the color or whatever, and... Okay, so maybe one was gas, one the others were explosives. Okay, then, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll look at Carl and say, Carl, 
Carl, can you bring him with us? Let's get out of here. This this is deadly. I don't want to breed that. Uh, of course, Mr. Centauri. Um, he'll, uh, yeah, just tuck him under his elbow because uh, while Centauri was performing here, <laughs> her John <laughs> Wu <Wu-act>, act, nice. <laughs> uh, Carl was trying to follow her, uh, her example and use the Beauty Dark as a golf club to <laughs> put another one of those objects down the mine. But, well, he's missing the ball now. So he'll follow along and try to keep um, uh, the Beauty Dark uh, safely tucked under his arm and try not to squeeze him to death. Okay. Um, by the way, the fact that she did that in armor makes you wonder why you have to wear cloth as a monk for the most part. You know, maybe you should mm-hmm. consider getting some armor now and be the, like the armored monk. Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, who here has seen um, Glorious Bastards? I have. I haven't. Okay. Inglorious Bastards with Brad Pitt? Yep, Inglorious Bastards. No. Okay. Um, Cesar, as you are following along with Carl, um, you see that Deputy Dog has managed to fish out another black cylindrical object and is trying to tuck it in underneath his chin. Okay. Um, Cesar will punch him in the face. (laughs) That's decisive. Okay. So you punch him in the face and he kind of warbles for a few seconds and then just tries to drag drag the grenade back up to his his face. Okay. I'll punch him again and say, Stop it! Okay. Um, this time you manage to actually punch it out of his hand and knock him out. Um, but this leaves a live grenade... And there is, there are people nearby. In fact, you realize that there is a lot of fighting going on around here. Fighting? Like what? Um, people are being dragged out of their houses. Uh, look like there's a couple small-scale battles. Uh, building or two is on fire. And there appears to be a uh, red dragon that is putting part of the town to torch. Oh! guys do there seem to be like is there a is it the all townspeople fighting with each other or is there a, an invading force that's visibly apparent um looks like there are some more assassins uh the red dragon has um not exactly a cloak i don't, I don't know what the what do you call when you put a those horse coats on like animals to keep them warm, uh, Zenitari. Um, I know what you mean. Just saying, like co- you're covering them with. The, I don't know what the, if there's an official term for that. Is okay. there? Don't like know, a but... horse blanket or something. Yeah, this is a yeah. horse blanket. Okay, there's there's sort of like a horse blanket style thing that is on this red dragon, and it reminds one of both a smoking jacket, but also bears <laughs> uh, Caesar's symbol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, but in place of the mechanical cog, it is the mechanical cog appears to be grinding over something. So this isn't the same dragon that we talked to. This is a different dragon. No, the other one is a yeah, that green other one dragon. Was green. Was green. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Um. Yeah, looks like a bunch of assassin types. There's some other armored sorts. Okay. Is there like a clump of them or anything that I could potentially hawk this grenade into? There is, but you risk, unless you are extremely finesse or whatever, um, you do risk injuring other townspeople that may or may not be involved. Hmm. Grenade! Grenade! Just start shouting it. Nobody has a clue what that is, but the um, couple bomb, of the near, couple, couple of the nearby assassins blow me up, blow me up. turn in your direction, realize who it is, and charge at you. Like eagerly or aggressively? Eagerly. Okay. Aggressively to Xanatari and Carl, but eagerly to you, as in they have come mm -hmm. to rescue you from, obviously, the people that have captured you. And Deputy Dog. Okay. Halt! These, these people are with me! There's a live explosive here! Someone dispose of it! <laughs> Someone jump on it! Um, you're either going to need to throw it, or by the end of your sentence, um, you know, you're going to potentially risk damage here. Okay. Um, I guess then I'll just try to assess what the least populous or, you know, the best direction in which to throw it, not knowing how long it's going to take to explode. Okay. Alright, um, there appears to be a empty doorway for building nearby okay. that you'd be able to easily chuck it into. Okay, sure. Hope no one's in there! Okay. Alright, the assassins come to a screeching halt. You throw it, and we go to Xanatari. Okay, um... Seeing this mass chaos, and clearly the alt, the alt Caesar um, indications that you know this this weirdness is continuing. Um, I'm interested in seeing the people running up to us, and if they stop, like I'm gonna pull. I keep my swords out, you know, in case they don't. But mm -hmm. I want to see if they stop, and if just Caesar telling people to stop doing this will cause, you know, peace or not. Because he seems to know what's going on. Okay. Um, they come to somewhat of a skittering stop. Um, they have their weapons raised. They seem very perplexed that Cesar is here. But they're definitely playing the safer than sorry card. Um, and they're also looking between Cesar and Deputy Dog. 
kind of like if one's here kind of makes sense that the other one is and vice versa but this isn't part of the plan okay as in they're they're unsure who to follow in leadership or as in they expect these two are just always seen together um no it's the deputy dog makes sense but Cesar actually being here in standing in this spot versus somewhere else in the plan, that's odd. Somebody didn't get a memo kind of thing. Okay. Um, she's going to reach over and with... I have a really cool jewel on the hilt of my pommel of my sword. I'm going to hit Deputy Dog on the head hard enough to knock him out. Okay. Um, so do I have to roll for some kind of hit versus AC, melee versus AC or something? Above or below 10? I'm going to go with below again because okay. I'm just hopeful like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Uh, Carl, do you want to roll? Uh, yeah. It's a 10. <laughs> Damn it! Okay. Okay. Not a good day for me. Um, you managed to hit Deputy Dog, but Deputy Dog already being knocked out by Cesar, conveniently, <laughs> very very conveniently. If this was you know an actual conspiracy, the fact that he just uh, knocked out his own Patsy. Um, you proceed to not exactly cave in his skull, but oh, there God. is a sharp crack as uh, the jewel crashes against his skull. Okay. And he's now very much unconscious, but not dead. Okay. <laughs> I can fix that. I can fix that. And begins to like think about minor healing. For her so next turn. You are now an accessory to conspiracy because um, Cesar has gotten you to potentially whack his uh, Patsy. So, good job. Well, I, seeing the potential power conflict here, I would rather have Cesar tell them what to do than have this guy say, they're imposters. So, okay, so that's, I, I, that's her I, take. I see where the allegiances lie and the bribes have been carefully doled <laughs> out here. I should have asked for more. All right. Um, well, congratulations. You get 1,000 criminal mind experience. Um, you can only use that for something illegal, but good. Uh, so, Deputy Dog rendered somewhat complacent at the moment without actually having shocked him. Carl? Uh, you still have Deputy Dog. You see what's going on around you. And you now know that there is an explosive in play in the nearby building. Mm -hmm. So, the last time one of these devices exploded, how big in, in size was the explosion? Well, for the ones that you dealt with in the mine shaft, um, they were enough to bring parts of the shaft down. Um, they were loud. They were they were nasty. But up here in the air, they may or may not 
be all that bad. But, you know, they definitely are dangerous. Okay. So, the building that uh, uh, Sanitary just chucked a grenade in, um, does, does it say orphanage above the door? Hey, Cesar threw that. I just oh, pointed out. <laughs> um, no, and neither does it say Lost Kitten Society. Okay, so Scar looks profoundly profused about the situation, um, but let his, you just let his, um, what he considers hero instincts take over and drops Deputy Doc uh, to the ground and mutters something like, uh, just, just call me if you need me, and charges towards the next uh, what looks like armored uh, people or assassins tracking out innocent civilians. Okay, that is, if you were looking at a clock, that would be around your 10 o'clock position. And there's a group of three armored warrior types. And uh, you can reach them definitely easily within one round. Okay? Yep, Carl's going to do that. Okay. Um, as... The party has completed their actions a short time before a new round starts. Uh, does anybody wish to make a perception roll aside from Carl? The silence is dead. Why not? Okay. Uh, 20 plus 19. Okay. Um, do you want to roll for... Sanitary as well, please. Oh, sure. I rolled a 9 for you. Okay, that's still plus 19, so... Okay. Um, both of you are able to see that while it says neither orphanage, lost kitten society, it does read alchemist supply shop. Oh, Lord. It is the centralized chemical processing building that handles a vast amount of Cesar's needs for his mechanical stuff. Yes, yes. Um, amidst all of the chaos that is going around, the red dragon blasting flames, everything else happening... The building goes up, and while the explosive may have not been all that dramatic, what it interacts with is amazing amounts of chemicals, very unstable chemicals. And if it wasn't already daytime, it would definitely be daytime based on this explosion. Cool. Okay. Is it different colors? Oh, it is all sorts of different colors. It is impressive. It's actually, it actually takes your breath away. Um, and for that sake, the blast wave actually doesn't damage you. Mm -hmm. um, if you want Some to double our hit points. Xantar yeah, is going to yell, and that's what you get when you mess with us! Okay, well... Hold on the roll. Hold on the must pose. 
be it Cesar must pose, Xanatari must pose, we need to deal with the shockwave first. Do either of you fight the shockwave or take the shockwave? Uh, I think Cesar would take it. Okay. Cesar, you are yes. blown in a random direction. Which direction would you like to go? Towards or away from the direction? Northwest. Okay. You are heading towards... You're actually now passing Carl. And... Hi, Carl. <laughs> um, you are going to land on another street. Okay. Okay, and you go crashing into a bunch of people, but they break your fall. Okay. And a fruit stand? Can I smash into a fruit stand? Mm, have you been good enough recently to have a fruit stand as part of your plan? Probably. Okay. This is going to damage the cookies, though. Are They're already damaged, but this is going to damage the cookies even more in your That's pocket. okay. All right. We're going to call this a 20, just for the sake of it. So you need to explain in proper dramatic fashion how you incorporate this fruit stand and what type of fruit stand it is as you land. All right. So I go get blown backwards and upwards. I actually clear a, a low building. I'm sort of flying gracefully, sort of just back first with my hands and feet extended out. Um, and then the the tip of my heel clips that roof of that building and I start tumbling crazily, my flailing all around. Um, and I crash through the cloth awning on the top of the, uh, of the fruit stand and down into it. I, uh, crush a bunch of lemons, which I'm sure I'll make lemonade out of them. Um, and my, uh, head smacks solidly into a, uh, a watermelon. And uh, I stumble to my feet, and the top of it is kind of perched on top of my head like a impromptu helmet. Okay. Xanatari, do you fight or do you flight? Um, she's probably going to fight it. I mean, you can't yell words like that and then run away. <laughs> this is what happens when you mess with us. Flee! No. <laughs> okay, so you take the shockwave? Yep. All right, so, no, I mean, do you fight the shock and try to stand your ground against the shock wave, or do you... I'm going to try to stand against it and remain upright. Okay. Triumphant. Is it going to be thunder versus shock wave? Is it going to be something else? How are you going to attempt to fight the shock wave? Hmm, well, I'm going to get as low to the ground as possible, and, uh, I mean, she has thundering wind, so I can try to, you know put a counter storm in the way of it, like with a real quick I mean basically she teleports to where her weapon is, so if the shockwave is coming at me and I can time it correctly and just throw my weapon, I can teleport past it. Okay. Um do you want to John Woo style it or are you just gonna throw and <laughs> throw and go? I'm just gonna try not to hit one of the innocent bystanders with a flying sword through the air really. Okay. Cause that would be kind of wrong. Um, you throw your weapon, you execute your teleport, and you appear as bits of flaming building and material and other stuff starts to fall from 
the sky. And we will get to Xanatari Must Pose in a moment. Cesar? Uh, sorry, uh, Carl. Fight oh. or uh, flight? Oh, he's... Um, if I get a topology of the scene correctly, he'll... The explosion is behind him while he's charging um, those armored, armored people. Mm-hmm. So I think the coolest thing to happen would be if the shockwave would catch Carl while he's in the midst of a flying kick and boost significantly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I will allow you to do the John John Woo style in a moment. Um, However, as you are suddenly boosted forward, uh, you happen to notice off in the distance this massive splattering of red, it looks like red guts or red something against a bit wall of a building as um, Cesar goes into this some sort of stand. Um, you may be doing you may be doing this jump kick in honor of your late friend or conspirator against the town and fill in which you'd be saving the town technically by witnessing this and you're going to have to, you know, Verify it's his corpse after, but yeah. just, oh, just saying. Perfectly honest. At this point, Carl isn't really a hundred percent sure that uh, Cesar is one of the good guys, so uh, he'll figure out after he picks the pieces back together. Okay, so you jump, John Woo style this thing. How does the acceleration help you? What do you do? You have three targets. They are your playthings at this point in time. Go. Um, for comedic effect, let's say there are uh, in, in a straight line uh, four of Carl, and usually what he was just aiming for uh, is just kicking down the first of him, but uh, with the expected help, uh, unexpected help, the shock wave, he probably just punches put uh, through the uh, chest, straight through the chest of the first two, uh, two and then uh, kick the third one in line and maybe non-lethal but the uh, first two persons are probably pretty much dead. Okay. So at least the first one dead. The second one probably pretty much dead as well. Probably. Okay, and so now you are essentially, what, up to your thigh in body yeah. parts? Okay. Yeah, uh, Carl would have to wrench his uh, leg free of the chest of the first guard before doing anything else. Okay, so you have managed to finally ta- toe-tap the third one and <laughs> knock that one over. Okay. Great. Um, you. Okay, so that's kind of disgusting, <laughs> but appropriate. Fine. Sanitari, you have potentially an epic pose opportunity here. Do you wish to exploit? Of course. I mean, commentary. So- 
whatever. So you're saying that, like, as she teleports through all this, there's raining bits of burning buildings, like, flowing around in the air and just, like, wood kind of splinters and stuff falling around from everything on fire for some reason. It's all on fire. It, it it looks like kind of like sucker punch and part of the way that it that that building with all the chemicals and stuff just went up. It gotcha. there's a boatload of what went up, and I'm it's a good thing I'm not a physicist because otherwise I actually care the fact that I didn't scale that explosion to actually kill everyone. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so in front of the apothecary, which is no more, she's going to stand there with her hands on her hips and wait for all of this swirling stuff to somehow, you know, not hit her in the face. Walk forward, and as she bends over to pick up her sword that she threw ahead of her in order to teleport to it, um, I assume that there's going to be some embers that fly up and hit her in the face, and she's going to have to bat them away and then quickly stand up and try to assume the pose of having her hands on her hips as though that never happened and uh, and kind of not realizing that there's a giant like soot smear right across her forehead all the way down to the side of her face where she kind of brushed that away. Okay. Is commentary given? <laughs> no, I already I already said, hey, this is what happens when you mess with us. That's the best that it gets. Okay. Cesar, or as we like to call him, Watermelon Lime Cat. Mm-hmm. Do you pose? Must Cesar pose? Um, he, uh... He's kind of stumbling to his feet, having flown significantly far. Um, and like I said, he's got that, that watermelon sticking right up there. He's gonna kind of look up confusedly, try to see what's there, reach up, feel around, pull it off, and, uh, Look down, look around, look down, and then take a bite out of it. Okay. Commentary? Um. Uh, um. I, uh. No. <laughs> okay. Um. It is. Aside from the stuff falling. Aside from the remnants of a couple of glass windows shattering and still kind of falling on the ground, everything else has gotten very, very quietly gotten very quiet, and people start have sort of turned and are slack jawed. One that the party has exploded a building and survived, and. To the point that actually even the dragon seemed to have stopped in mid-spit of a gout of flame into a building and is just side-eyeing the party in complete shock. Like, here's this big red dragon, normally the, the baddest thing on the, the block, and you've just outdone it. You've just outshone a red dragon. Yeah. Okay. Of course we have. Um, <laughs> a figure that was apparently hiding behind the wings of the dragon on top of it suddenly shouts out in a 
very Caesarish sounding tone. What in the name of the abyss is this? Who in the name of... <laughs> Fine things and food and ladies are you! And with that, you get to still take us out, Santori. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to our Strange and Wild show this week. Um, and hopefully we'll be here next week. I don't know yet. But if you are, you can go to twitch.tv slash Genesee and watch us. Or listen on iTunes, which is probably where you are now. Um, or you can tweet us, which is always fun, at DeathD4 if you care to. And hopefully we put up info around when we're about ready to stream, which is uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. So see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.